For the final conversation of the day, let me welcome onto the show Dr. Gareth Jassink, who is the Deputy Director at the Fitzroy McAlpine Burns Unit. He's a plastic and reconstructive surgeon. Dr. Jassink, good morning to you. Thanks for your time today. Uh, good morning, Kathy. It's an absolute pleasure. Let's talk about this initiative then to ensure that more victims or more individuals who have survived burns are actually able to get even better treatment by the expansion of the work that is being done by the unit? Well, we have quite an impressive unit at the moment, but mm. it's hopefully inadequate for the number of people we have to treat. So the injection from the McAlphine Foundation is going to significantly improve the outreach that we have at the moment in our burn season. We have to turn away significant numbers of patients who, who need our care, um, and we just do not have ICU beds for them. And because um, the, the restraints on the facility are so large, and we can't really reach out to those peripheral hospitals that need to send their very complicated burns to us. So the extra money that's coming in from the McAlpine unit is going to have very far-reaching um, uh, sort of impact on, on the, the community as large. So this 70 million rand that you've been given then, what will you be using it specifically for? Is it to to have more beds? Is it to get better technology? So it's a combination of both things. We already have access to sort of first world medicine um, in the unit because there is some funding that goes through a different avenue. But um, we don't have enough ICU beds. We've only got six currently. What will happen in the new, the new unit is um, there will be another 12 ICU beds made, and the current six ICU beds will be turned into extreme high-care units. Mm. So we'll be able to offer, to offer 12 um, high-care beds plus five, uh, beg your pardon, 12 ICU beds plus five high-care beds. And then we'll still have the existing ward. And there is talk of potentially having an extra theater available, which would mean that we'd be able to operate double the capacity, which is a, a huge limiting factor for us. And then there's even more exciting stuff with a, with a skin bank, which is basically sort of cutting-edge first-world medicine, where we would be able to have access to growing a patient's own skin in the labs, which will be the ultimate goal. Um, I've been to a unit in France where um, a 90% burn patient had access to growing skin from the soles of their feet and to try and provide some cover for them. And, um, you know, if we can reach world standards at that level at the top of Africa, it's very promising for us. You've mentioned how you often have to turn away um, some patients who, who actually require treatment. How, how, how serious is the issue of, of, of people suffering burns in, in the country, or at least just based on, on the unit that you work in? And, and are there any particular patterns around, you know, what, what is actually driving this? So this is a very important um, point, and, and I'm going to grab this opportunity for public awareness. Um, we have a huge issue with the primer stoves and, and um, paraffin-based injuries. Mm. What happens is, and, you know, in, in African context, um, the woman is the carer, the worker, the family unit, uh, keystone that holds everybody together, and she's mm. cooking supper, and then it explodes and burns her and she gets taken out of commission and all the kids are not managed because they have to be farmed out to different family members, etc. It's a devastating situation. And we see a lot of, of our, our patients coming in who are, you, you know, doing the normal duties at home, cooking supper for the family and are suffering significant burns. 
So the, the, a substandard promise of um, manufacturers should be held accountable. And mm. um, it's a very big concern of mine because I see a significant portion. And then the age-old gender-based violence is terrible. Um, we see a lot of gender-based violence. And one of the, the most difficult occupations in this country is being a woman. Um, and, uh, you know, we see a lot of women who are assaulted by partners. Um, and then we see a, lo- a lot of men who are involved in difficult and dangerous jobs that get burnt working for um, various other companies and, um, you, you know, exposure, working in their own um, work, doing broken engines, etc. And, uh, you know, there's uh, occupational hazard and, and patients come through to us when they significantly burnt. And unfortunately, you ask, how, how do we end up having to turn so many people away? Mm-hmm. And we offer um, a, a secondary service, which means that we're not an admitting unit. The unit um, is a standalone unit in a hospital, and we get referred via other hospitals. So you can't rock up to our our, um, our burns unit with a burn and say, please admit me. You have to be referred from a, a secondary or a um, clinic, or et cetera. Mm. And because we have such an extensive catchment area, um, we get overwhelmed during burn season when it's cold and everybody's using fossil fuels to stay warm and burns occur. And then um, they're out in the peripheral hospitals and those peripheral hospitals phone daily begging us to take patients and, and we just don't have the capacity. So this is really going to give us the opportunity. It's a 100% improvement in our capacity and this what this unit is, what this donation is going to do for us. Mm. And, and, you know, this can often have such a devastating impact on a patient's life and and the recovery time um, for patients is is often quite long, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you have a a burn injury, the burn injury is superficial, but the the trauma from the burn, the psychological impact, the disfiguring, life-changing and often functional loss of limbs and and um, pain and chronic pain, etc., is significant, and these patients need support and care um, for an extended period after the superficial or, or the visible wounds have healed. There is a long road to recovery, and we are we are severely lacking in that support. And um, with a new unit, there will be a, a new clinic, a larger clinic available to us to provide support to the patients that have gone through the unit for an extended period. So uh, we, we cannot thank the, the donor enough for what they are doing for us. Dr. Gareth Jassink, let me thank you for your time today. He is the Deputy Director at the Vitzeroy McAlpine Burns Unit. And yeah, as you heard there, explaining just part of what uh, they do on a daily basis and how the 70 million rand cash injection is going to help them in terms of improving